You're listening to Digging, a new podcast where we dig into the heads of creators. My name's Sam Griffiths. I'm a songwriter for the band The Howl and the Hum. In this series, I'm interested in the spark, the very beginning of inspiration for an artist, where it comes from, what you do with it, and where you go with it. We'll start with musicians and songwriters, expand to artists, poets, and writers, and see where it takes us. Uh, in this episode, I'm talking to Bristol-based folk songwriter Amy May Ellis, who I've known for a few years, uh, played and written with many times. Uh, it's currently March of 2020, so the world is topsy-turvy in lockdown, quarantine, isolation. So um, we'll be talking about creative constipation and the difficulties of writing during a pandemic. During a pandemic, you'll see what I mean by the constipation thing. I hope this doesn't put you off whatever food you may or may not be eating. All right, here's Amy Mayellis. Okay. Uh, right, I'm just gonna sort of slap my face. Okay. Three, two, one. Great. Professionals. <laughs> Hello, Amy Mayellis. Hello, Sam Griffiths from Sam Griffiths. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Terrific. I'm okay. Okay, great. Um, uh, apparently, if anyone is listening to this and can hear some uh, vague audio musical noises in the background, Amy's housemate is very kindly serenading her with some background music. Is that She's right? She's having a dance. Okay. Oh, that's terrific. Well, at least daily we can all, dance. We can stay a daily dance. We can all stay sane in a, a quarantined, isolated environment. Uh, <laughs> a lovely noise. Do you? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive straight in. With some okay, go for big, it, Sam Rivers. With some big questions. I hope you enjoy them. Do you remember what compelled you to write your first song? Ooh. Um, I think that... Well, it's not very uplifting, but I think that it was uh, a grandparent dying. Oh, really? Actually, I think it was in the year where two grandparents died. Um... And it was called Salmon Run, which is about, uh, yeah, salmon runs when the salmon go back to the spawning ground um, at the end of their lives. I think that's what it is. I can't remember How which one was the first one, actually. But, yeah, I think that was one of the first ones. How old were you? Thirteen. Thirteen, and you were already writing about salmon's homecoming. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's me, prolific, thirteen-year-old. It's. Uh, I think uh, uh, I remember my my f the first song I ever wrote was a song called Shadow Hawk, which was about absolutely nothing, uh, and just because I, I like I liked those two words. Those nice words. And at, at the time, was listening to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers, whose lyrics famously don't appear to make much sense. But <laughs> you seem to have. Um, sidestepped the idea of uh, a teenager you not really know what they're on about and you've gone for quite a beautiful prof profound thing in, in your I'm first I'm wondering attempt. if that one is the first one that I wrote or if it was another one it feels quite a long time ago but yeah I think I, I think I kind of I just accidentally wrote quite big songs that I didn't really know what they were meaning about and then and then afterwards I'd be like oh they're about quite big things it seems there's a, a both a sense of uh, naivety and innocence to it in that we're so young when we start to write these things, but also the emotional profundity of like a grandparent dying has a huge impact on yeah. 
someone of that age, you know, so I guess the sort of emotional outpouring can be found in song. Yeah, yeah, I think so. When it's kind of like, okay, I've got this thing that I need to kind of catch and uh, it feels quite enjoyable to do it then. And then there's other times where it feels like I've got to work a bit harder at it. Um, yeah. Forgotten really it, what the question was. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That you're you answering questions. I'm not even asking. Okay. It's great. Um, is it through? So it's not necessarily positive. A positive mindset. It's not necessarily a negative one. Um, but it's a strong uh, emotional one. Is there a sense of clarity that then comes with that? Is 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 writing um, a clear experience for you, or is it? Uh, are you already in a clear mindset? a clear headspace or does it clear things for you i think both i think there's been times when uh where i've had a busy head um and then the songs come out of that and there's been other times where i've just been like wow this you know when you hear a song and you feel like you're brought into that world of the song and you're wrapped mm -hmm. up in all of its feeling yeah and I feel like sometimes it's the other way around where I'm wrapped up in a feeling and I feel like there needs to be a song for it. Um, yeah. So then that is, the, the result of that is it feels quite like I've, like it's clarified the situation out and there's a relief in the fact that I've written a song for that. That mm. sometimes where I'll be feeling a feeling now and I'll be like, oh, I've already written a song about this. And it's kind of nice that, and especially if it's recorded, then I'm like, oh, I've really, I've caught that feeling, and it's and it's there, and yeah, it's nice. Does that uh, does that matter if you've already written about a particular subject? Um, I think that it's not it's not necessarily that it's a subject. It's that it's a certain feeling within a subject. So it's like a certain. Yeah, emotion that I've got from... So say if it's about losing someone, it's it's the certain feeling of that rather than that subject. So I might write another song about losing another grandparent. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but <laughs> I... Yeah, it would be a totally different feeling, so it wouldn't matter that I'd already written a song. You're in a, song. Different, you're in a different space, yeah. physically and mentally, so yeah. it would be a completely different take. It's like another perspective, I guess. Yeah. And I think that leads on to another question. Do you enjoy creating? I think I, en yeah, I enjoy it when it's going well. <laughs> and when it's, when it is actually, when it is capturing that space that I'm wanting it to capture. But when it's just really far off the mark and not great and I'm going around in circles, then I don't enjoy it. But more often than not, it's it's just you have to kind of learn that it's it's getting you somewhere, even if it's not getting you where you actually want to be in the end. What what's the somewhere it's taking you to? I think you just learn you take something from every little step. So it might just be a a melody or a feeling or a, just a small idea or just moving around some some bits in your brain. Um, and I think you've just got to trust that that's all positive and productive. Are you, um, 
How are you finding uh, writing and creating in isolation? Um, I've not been doing a lot of writing. I've been doing lots of drawing. I think because I've been wanting to listen to music and listen to... um, I've been listening to a lot of stories and I can do that whilst drawing. Quite a lot of people I've been talking to that uh, would probably be more be known as musicians have taken up drawing and graphic design and um, illustrating over the last couple of weeks, actually, which I find really interesting. Why do you think that is? I think there's something about the fact that you're already isolated and then to make music you have to have no... You know, you can't be listening to a song or the radio or the news whilst making music because you need Mm. silence and it feels like it's already quite an isolating thing to do whereas other things like drawing and creating artwork can be done whilst you have other input I see so I I like the I I like the description of music being an isolating uh, creative experience yeah it's the opposite in in giving it when you're performing it but yeah oh that's cool yeah so was it? So it was already isolating, maybe to the extent that you don't want to confront it at the moment because of society's sort of quarantined yeah. phase. I think it's just it's not where my head's at. Like I've been doing bits. I sit down every day and try to do a bit. I've been. I recorded a song, which I'm actually going to release today, hopefully. Um, oh, and I think I'm going to do more of that. What's that song called? Give it a plug. It's called Medicine topically beautiful um yeah and it it i think it's going to be nice just to to slowly start doing that to slowly start recording more things within this time and kind of bringing ideas together that i've already had Mm. um i'm not i'm not rushing into it because i've i've learned that i can't just go all right i'm gonna i've got all this time and i'm gonna write an album because it stresses me out quite a bit. Yeah, there's a there's quite a lot of pressure mm. heaped on people yeah. uh, in the creative industry at the moment. I think to create that we shouldn't necessarily be feeling because really it's the same as any other week. Just because yeah. we're all alone. Uh, I feel like this. Really yeah, I feel like when I have I've had this experience quite a lot whilst the world is all still going on. I've just been like, okay, I've got a lot of time, whether I'm like in between jobs or or something um and i know i know that i don't i just can't work like that i need a lot of input i need to like create some sort of feeling to then try and talk about because otherwise i'm just talking about sitting in my room exactly i once had um i once had a month off work off i was working in a cafe in york and uh, my manager at the time managed to get me like a month a writing month he managed to get me a grant um, and I wrote one song in that month and I spent about £900 on takeaways and I, I completed about eight video games. That sounds I've n- successful. I have no idea, I have no idea what good Every Every became. little step sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, yeah, or particularly large uh, level or amount of time spent playing stupid video games. But um, yeah, I mean, when, it's when got the, you an was, album now, so maybe it's just... Yeah, eight, year, eight years later. Yeah. <laughs> Another 900 video games completed. <laughs> but I think, I think there, is a lot, uh, there is kind of a lot to be said from 
uh, doing very little from procrastinating because you're... So I think the subconscious has a really special power uh, in in writing of all kinds, in creating of all kinds. Because you, when you're relaxing your brain, when you're not overthinking something, you your subconscious steps in. And I think your subconscious contains the true artistic ideas. Mm. So, for example, uh, when we were writing together, a lot of the time, if you were to just hum a melody, the first little word, the first couple of phrases to come out would probably be the most interesting. Yeah. The first, you know, sound, vocal, first vocal sound to come out would be the most interesting and the most um, immediately ear-catching. And I think that's your subconscious sort of playing his little piano yeah. in, his head, in your head. He's got a tiny little piano just behind the My subconscious the nose. is a small man in my head. <laughs> Could be. I have, I have decided to gender him, which is probably not particularly 2020 of me, but... Uh, a uh, small person. Yeah, a sm- I do uh, think that I think there's some truth in that. I think definitely, yeah, being relaxed. I just don't. It's like uh, I was about to say it's like having a poo, but I probably shouldn't say that in your podcast. Should I? I'd love for you to say that in my podcast as long as you follow it up, because you can't just finish it. Well, there. you just you know you can't do that when you're tense. So. So you can edit that uh, out. The creative, the the, the no, I know, I love it. The creative process is like constipation. Yeah. Until one can release, one is not truly fulfilled. <laughs> is this your conclusion, Amy Mayellis? I'd like it to be more philosophical, but um, at the moment, that's where I'm at. Yeah. This is where philosophy has come to. What, as soon as we can't <laughs> properly communicate with other human beings, it's just got to relate to feces-related <laughs> philosophy. But I think there's a lot in the relaxation. There is a lot in what that involves mm. and knowing what that involves for you and knowing that it goes deeper than just than just sitting and... Reading a book. I don't know. I like. I don't really know. I feel like I'm only just learning how to relax in these in this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. There's not been time to do that before. Like I've tried. When I'm ill, I can do it. But if I know the world's moving, I feel like yeah. I need to be moving. So now that the earth, the earth is no longer moving, <laughs> you feel like you're sort of able to catch up with it by being on a horizontal plane. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lovely feeling because uh, the, the, uh, I think one of the most comforting things for me when I when this all began was that uh, it's no one's fault. Yeah. Really, I mean, it might be the fault of someone that ate a bat in a wet market in Wuhan, but really, it's no one's it's no one's fault, and the Earth is just sort of all slowing together. Not that we should be necessarily be seeing positives out of this. Yeah, no. Out of this, I think it was that's... it was one reason to not see a negative, you know. But I think it's also it's about. It's, bit, it's about relaxing with the negatives. It's a, maybe mm. relaxing is not the right word, but kind of being being still with it all, and uh, yeah, just stopping. There's something quite powerful in stopping, even with with everything, being aware of it all. That that there's there's so many layers to it, and there's so many people who are suffering, and you know. We're both out of work anyway. A lot of people are out of work and that's a worry, but I think it's it's just, it's good to learn to be still with that and also with all the positives. Mm. 
It's quite a mindful yeah. exercise, I think. Do you do any meditating or mindfulness exercise? I downloaded Headspace again. Very good. Um, your recommendation. I did one the other day. Um, and then I think I've just been, yeah, just tr- trying to do it in my everyday life. Yeah, um, I think that's a really, really useful thing. My friend Harcourt's just sent me a video of a man and he's doing a little talk about how to stay calm within this bit of time. Uh, And that was quite nice. He was just talking about trying to focus on sensations and just your environment and things. So, yeah, Mm. been trying to do that. And it worked yesterday. It might work today. Who knows? Okay. Exactly. Who knows? We've sort of got to take it day by day, really, haven't we? Mm. But I think that's a great way to wake up to with the knowledge that one can be mindful during such a negative time, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to chuck a question which is completely unrelated in to what we were just talking about. But um, a question I actually forgot to ask in my last interview was if um, if you are inspired by something and you really love a piece of music, a, p- a particular genre, and you think, I really, wanna, I really want to make something that sounds like that. How close can you get to that genre without it being stealing? <laughs> and if it, if it is stealing, is stealing all right when you're creating? Um, I think that... Normally I'll hear a piece of music and I'll be like, I want to do that. And then I'll realise that I probably can't because it's like some sort of soul music and it's just me and a guitar here. So I think I've learnt to be ridic and kind of realise that that's not going to happen and that I just need to appreciate that music and be glad that it's in the world and try and not think that because it's really good and I'm jealous that I didn't make it. I just try not to have that thought. Just try not to have the jealousy of being like, oh, I want to make something like that. And just be like, oh, isn't that great that that's in the world? And just remember that I'm a folk musician and that's probably as far as that's going to go. <laughs> me, just me on my own. <laughs> But stealing's fine, I think, to a point, if you can, if yes. you have the ability. I just don't have the ability to steal too much. What is, what is the point? When can one stop stealing? I think uh, it's, it's a blurry one, and that's why there's musical lawyers about. But I think that, um, you know, you can't be going stealing lyrics, and no. you can't be going stealing whole melody lines. No. You, I think you can reference them. Yeah. You can sort of nudge in the same direction of them, but, yeah, if you if you were to just straight out steal things, yeah, that's just... I think it's, it's also uh, hard to pretend that any of the songs that I've ever written have not been... Like, they're all kind of stolen from ideas that I've heard. If I'd never heard any music, I wouldn't have written any of the songs I'd written. So they're all stolen from bits of songs, I guess. And that's all right, because that's just how it works. 
Yeah, in some sense, I think we're sort of always stealing. Yeah. And there's kind of no such thing. That's no the musical community, isn't it? We're all just stealing from each other. Well, exactly. It's kind of nice. It's like you you wouldn't write a song if you'd never heard a song yeah. before. And I think it's it's nice so, that it, you're not just existing in this... Like, you're, you're part of music. That is then your little gift into the musical history. And you're taken from the musical history that's... That's all that you've, yeah, that you've gathered before. We're all members of a tradition, yeah. in a sense. That makes it sound real good, doesn't it? That was me and Amy May Ellis talking in March of 2020. Thank you very much to Amy for speaking to me. Check out her music online on Bandcamp and Spotify, Amy May Ellis. She's also playing quite a lot at the moment in Bristol and uh, York and London and all over. Well, not at the moment because we're all in quarantine and we can't see another human being, but there's um, digital ways that you can uh, access her live concerts. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a nice little chat. It's, um, it's a strange time for writers at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of pressure I'm experiencing online. Uh, maybe it's maybe I'm just inventing it in my own head, but uh, a lot of pressure that while we are in this quarantined phase and the world is in a pandemic, to create something, to write like the next, the next best American novel, as Lana Del Rey puts it. And I think that's um, ill-found stress. I don't think we need to be thinking that we need to come out of this phase um, with anything productive necessarily. I think it's a time for uh, relaxing and reflection and trying to stay as healthy as we can. Um, if that healthy state of living involves us creating naturally, then brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic and go with it. But I think there's an undue stress uh, involved with creating when you're not um, working normally, if you if you don't work in a creative environment, to then to just sit down and take your mind off things and write the book that you've been waiting to write because this is the time. It's not necessarily because I think, well, personally, I think that you need human interaction to be able to write the sort of day-to-day necessities, to be able to sort of cast any form of reflection of life. You need to actually experience life. And at the moment, a lot of us aren't quite doing that. Um, so hopefully this series is there to reduce any of this um, stress and pressure that any of us may have in terms of creating and finding uh, a solace, which for me is what art is sort of about, finding a, a solace and a, a, cathars- a catharsis to a, a given situation. So even if not through creating, uh, we can at least learn how to be mindful, then that can be the end aim to this. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I'm Sam Griffiths. You've been listening to Digging. Thank you to Connor Hirons for making the music for this podcast as well, the guitar player in our band, The Howl and the Hum. Um, We'll be putting out a few more of these. I've also got a conversation with Talkboy. And uh, we'll be talking to a few other people over the next week. That's not confirmed because I'm useless, but we shall find out when it comes to it. But thanks, everyone. Uh, Hopefully see, hear, be on the receiving be on the outputting end of a listening audience relationship. Okay, I love you. Goodbye.